You're listening to DA Rockstar's podcast, a podcast for dental assistants. I'm your host, Rhonda Holman. I've been a dental assistant for 20 years and I've learned a thing or two along the way. And here's what I've learned. We have to band together to share our pearls so that we can all grow and achieve rockstar status. Alright rock stars, if I haven't gotten your attention previously about Zen Supplies, let's try a different accent. How it works. Zen Supplies, their web-based platform manages inventory and ordering of your dental supplies. They combine the advantage of having everything in one place and having a single point of reference for inventory control, ordering and budgeting. How it works. 1. Create an account and link your suppliers. 2. Review your custom inventory list. 3. Process orders with confidence. 4. Track and verify orders as the shipments arrive. 5. Control 4% of supplies budget with personalized attention. Are you ready for Zen Supplies? Visit www.zensupplies.com to find out more. Well, hi guys. Welcome back to DA Rockstars. I am super excited. So I don't know if you guys know so much about aerosols, if, but if you're a dental assistant, um, I imagine you do, whether you're on job trained or trained in a, a school, there's no way of going through this career and not understanding how aerosols work and how collection of aerosols is super imperative. Now I'm going to start with leading by a story. So after you know recent events, we purchased these external vacuum units that were giant, right? They, I mean, they're like three stories tall, not really, but they're at least waist high. And they have this long arm and this big hose and, and, and this big like cone-shaped thing. And um, I don't know about you guys, but if your doctor invested in one, you have to use it anytime you produce aerosols. And so like in the last year or so I've had patients, you know, I, I spend so much time explaining to them what it is. They're like, Oh, what's that? And I'm like, well, you know, we have to try and collect any excess aerosols that we produce. Oh, well, what does it do? I'm like, well, it, it sucks up the aerosols. You know, it helps to filter this stuff out of the air. And then, you know, the patients that I don't explain that to, they'll be like, you know, what do I spit in this? Or why is it so loud? Or is that new? Why are you using that? And then I have to offer ear protection. Anywho, long story short, I have two gentlemen that have a better way. Go ahead. Let's take off. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing? Uh, my name is Warner. I'm a biomedical engineer. I, I helped uh, Dr. Vigarni Arguello uh, develop the aerosol fist. And uh, I'm Dr. Arguello. Uh, we uh, created something that hopefully is going to be a better solution for than the elephants themselves. I call them the elephants just because of how big they are. Uh, specifically because of the fact that a lot of time is wasted in just explaining what is this new device you're going to be using, uh, which is, you know, those big machines that obviously are incredibly loud. Uh, we created something that you could start implementing into any operatory immediately without needing any specialized equipment. All you need is an HVE, a saliva ejector, and you're good to go. Uh, and the best part about that is when we were developing this product, uh, a lot of the patients were, you know, actually, you know, every patient had to go ahead and sign a consent form that we were going to go ahead and use a new device. When you're going to go ahead and use a new device, we, you know, started using it, but we didn't exactly tell the patient what it's actually going to be. Most of the patients, after having their cleaning done, they would ask us, did you end up using it? And 
it was a surprise to them that we told them that, yeah, not only did we use it, but you know, is your face dry? They're like, yeah, our, our face is dry. Is your bib dry? Yeah, our bib is dry. So yeah, yeah, we, we did use it. And they were always surprised that they didn't realize that a new device is being used because to a patient is just hang, something hanging on the side of their face. Whether it be a saliva injector or the aerosol cyst, to them, it's the same thing. In fact, I would ask random people who are in the dental profession, what is even a saliva injector? Like, what would you go ahead and call that? Most of the time, they're like, oh, it's that suction thing or it's the sucky thing. Like, they don't even know the name of it, which, you know, it's a little strange, but, you know, it's not their profession. I just found that a little comical. So to create a device that doesn't necessarily have, uh, I guess, that same reaction of, oh, what is, what is it that you're going to be doing with that gigantic machine uh, is, is something that is going to save a good amount of time and the fact that you don't even have to explain what it is. It's just something you can start implementing immediately. Yeah, our goal with the aerosol assist was essentially to make something that felt like it was always there. Uh, that we, we noticed that when we were coming to the market, we showed up a little bit late to the game and in reference to the pandemic, at least. This is something that we started to develop uh, with the doctor early on before the pandemic, it was something that was a little bit more elaborate. And we ended up kind of simplifying it down to what it is nowadays to, to really satisfy a need uh, that, that he had, which was uh, he had to close down his practices and um, they needed to find a way to, pract to a practical way to reduce the aerosols and get back to work safely. Um, and so the, the main goal of the aerosol assist from the get-go was, okay, how, how can we get people back to work safely without a major investment, without having to rework the workflow uh, and specifically, um, make sure that this is a long-term solution to what's a long-term issue, which are aerosols in the uh, the dental workspace. We we also noticed during the development, his uh, his hygienist beat me up pretty bad uh, because they needed this to be extremely simple. Um, being an engineer from the outside, I I wasn't exposed to exactly how the workflow works in the the dental industry until. I had to go through this development process with the doctor and his uh, his hygienist and his dental assistants. They gave me a ton of feedback on how easy the product had to be. And, and to be perfectly honest, I, I actually started to get pretty frustrated during the, the development process because I couldn't imagine how we could make this any easier until uh, we finally ended up where we're at. And it was, it was something that I'm starting to realize more often than not um, uh, how, how uh, they helped it really become a product that that is what it is today. I didn't realize that there was so, so many issues with ergonomics uh, for dental hygienists and dental assistants. I mean, having to hold those tools for long periods of time are very taxing on the body. So even if we're not just talking about aerosols, uh, during the testing, I'm not a, you know, I'm not in this industry. I'm not built the way you guys are. I was in a lot of pain just simply, you know, looking at test results and testing these things with the doctor and with his hygienist. And uh, at the end of the day, I, was, I, I remember I kept on telling V, I was like, man, V, I don't know how you do this day in and day out. My back is rocked. My neck is rocked. My arm is messed up. And then he started to actually fill me in on all the issues that are, you know, not only aerosols, but also ergonomics. So that that's what really made us push to have something that takes the load off of the dental hygienist, off of the dental assistant, off of the dentist, puts it onto the patient in a way that is kind of incognito. Uh, they don't really necessarily know it's there. Uh, one of the biggest concerns is how comfortable is this for the patient because it's a heavy HV line, et cetera. If you position it right, uh, they shouldn't even notice the difference, right? So let them carry the burden for the 30, 40 minutes that they're sitting down in the chair. They won't even notice it's their cheek holding onto it. And you can let the fatigue 
of holding on to an HVE throughout the entire procedure uh, not be your problem. Uh, not to mention, you know, you don't have one of those big devices which uh, tend to not be the most convenient for a long-term solution, especially in tight, tight areas. You, the workspace is relatively small and, and, and hard to navigate already. You know, it's funny, I'm gonna interject here. I don't know if you guys saw, but on like on so social media last year, I'm mixing my words up. There were posts of dentists operating their field with like these uh, plastic boxes over the patient's head. Do you, did you guys <laughs> see any of those? No, and I've never seen that. I wish it I was, did. It was like the boy in the bubble. It was hilarious. Like they were, <laughs> this was their solution to aerosol production and viral load spread. It was, you know, granted, you know, they were, you know, people do weird things when they're scared, but it was just really interesting. Like seeing that, 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 Honestly, you know, dentistry has had the ability to use these high volume evacuators for decades, if not a century. I'm not sure exactly. I'm sure you guys know the history of it. This should have been from the jump part of it. You know, we concentrate so much on the PPE and no one's talking about the things that we can do to isolate and, and, and can contract, you know, these aerosols. Yeah, and, and, and it's because of the fact that a lot of common sense takes a long time to actually start be, to be implemented. Like it, it, it wasn't even until 1990s, like specifically 1992, 1993, where it became mandatory to start wearing gloves, uh, specifically for the, 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 the other dental staff. Uh, they didn't, weren't required to wear dental gloves. It would be completely crazy to even think about touching someone's, the inside of someone's mouth ungloved. And that's where we are today with aerosols. Like th that should be something that should be continuously done for every single procedure uh, because we work with tools that are going to generate a lot of aerosols. Aerosols are not only a problem in the sense of what you see in terms of what's splattering on your fingers, but specifically the ones that are not, are, are not being able to be seen because of the fact that 99% of all the aerosols that are produced in a typical dental setting with uh, high speeds and ultrasonics are so small that you can actually not see them in the naked eye. So uh, like anything that you see, uh, like, you know, visually, you have to imagine that 99% of it is actually even smaller than that and is invisible to the naked eye. Yeah, that, that was one of the things that shocked me the most when we were testing this with lasers and laser plumes. Um, if you can smell it, it's aerosolized, right? And, and, and I'm sure you have experience working with lasers. You can smell that across the entire practice. It's, it's, it's just to kind of prove that, you know, those, those fumes from the laser are aerosolized. And if you can smell that 10, 15, 20 feet away, that's the same way aerosols that are generated via ultrasonic devices and high speeds travel as well. Except for those, you can't really smell as much, right? So it's, it's just to go prove that, you know, aerosols aren't just because of this pandemic. And like you just said, this is something that should have been implemented from the beginning. And, and that's, that's again, why we made sure to push towards something that is practical to implement across the board. We didn't want the patient to have multiple things hanging off of their face or them having to hold something that rests on their chest like some of these other devices. Uh, we also didn't want to require multiple HVE lines or, or, or multiple connections. So that's why we made this hybridized product, which it, it takes care of your intraoral fluids as well as the aerosols so that it's something that should just be you know, just like your PPE, gloves, mask, face shield, uh, and then, you know, make sure that you put an aerosol uh, assist on your saliva ejector so that it's super powered. It's, it's not something that is 
extremely hard to learn how to use. It's, it's something that should just be part of the, the one, two, threes. Okay, so here's your opportunity to help us understand how to talk to our doctors about the importance of this. Okay, so let's say you work for a doctor who does understand the importance of collecting aerosols and has these portable units, right? These monsters, the elephant in the room, guys. And what if um, I was a dental assistant and I approach my dentist and I say, you know, we can get one of these units per room, like walk me through like the average cost per operatory. And then how do we sterilize them? Like what's the maintenance on them? Yeah, sure. So I'll fill you in uh, on the, the number size of it, side of it. And then Dr. V will, will fill you in on how that propagates uh, across everything, right? So if you're trying to convince somebody to get this, one is if you're a dental hygienist or a, a, a dental assistant, one of your tasks nowadays, whether you like it or not, is to hold an HVE line over somebody's face, or if you have these uh, elephants, to make sure that that's, that's in place. And you have to deal with the maintenance of those things, the setup of those things, the breakdown of those things, the cleaning of those things. That's added workload to what you're already dealing with, right? Um, the aerosol cyst is something that is autoclavable. You simply put it on the plastic setting of your autoclave and everything should be good to go. Uh, to take the bio matter off of it, put in an ultrasonic uh, cleaner before you do that. Pouch it, put in your autoclave, and then you, you have a nice, clean, ready-to-use aerosol cyst for your next patient. These can be autoclaved anywhere between 150 to 200 times. Uh, in the worst case scenario where 150 is, is the limit, you are running up a cost of about 33 cents per use. Um, when you compare that to other solutions that are out there, the closest one you'll find is at least $1.10 per use. So we're one third the cost of what other comparable products are uh, in terms of cost. And then not to mention the, the, the cost that then rolls over the cost savings in the sense that now your dental uh, assistant can do real assisting tasks that require the human touch, that require somebody that is not just holding a tube in a certain spot. It, you guys can take notes, you guys can do all the long list of things that you're tasked to do and not have to worry about holding this HVE or wheeling an HVE system around. So now the dental hygienists are more independent the, the dentists are more independent and that leaves you to do more important tasks as an assistant. So if you're trying to sell it to your dentist, as of right now, it's very hard to find very good dental assistants. Uh, staffing is a big issue for dental practices uh, and therefore it'll help alleviate the load on you as a dental assistant or as a dental hygienist, uh, freeing you up for other tasks would make you more efficient where in the other instance, they would probably have to hire another dental assistant to hold an HVE or to cart these things around uh, which you know, nobody works for free, right? So that adds a lot of cost to the scenario. <clears throat> yeah, obviously automate, automate, automate is the key uh, message that we wanna go ahead. And if we could automate any uh, of the procedures or specifically of the things to accomplish your procedures, uh, that's gonna go ahead and make it so that you could do the important tasks that are necessary uh, to make sure that your day goes a lot more smooth. So, uh, <clears throat> the reason I also think that a dentist should highly consider the aerosol assist is the fact that you can use it on any single operatory. You don't need to go ahead and buy, you know, like a one thing that you have to wheel around everywhere or disposables. Specifically, there are a lot of other products out there that you only use one time and then you have to go ahead and throw it away. Uh, the only thing you need for ours is just a disposable saliva ejector, which is something is, that's in the office already. When we were designing this, uh, we had a, a bunch of different designs. Some of them included disposables, but I'm a dentist. 
I'm really cheap. So when I designed this, I designed this for the dentist in mind. I wanted to make sure that if they do buy this product, it isn't going to be something that they're going to continue to uh, spend more money on. It's just you buy it one time, you keep it clean, and it's going to go ahead and save you money, especially in the long run. Any other device that you go ahead and consider is going to cost at minimum, uh, you know, twice as much. So it's the perfect thing for the cheapskate dentist is the perfect thing to go ahead and keep your staff safe, your your the, the rest of the uh, patients safe, because you don't have all these things going around. In terms of aerosols too, it's not exposure to aerosols. It's not going to be something that on a singular day is going to be detrimental. It's going to be a chronic problem. In the same way, if you don't brush your teeth, it's a chronic problem. It's not going to be one day of missing your missing brushing your teeth that's going to go ahead and cause you to get cavities, gingivitis, periodontitis. It's not doing it for a very very long long time of getting chronic exposure to food particles stuck into your in between your teeth. Same thing with aerosols. Chronic exposure to aerosols is what's going to go ahead and cause a lot of problems. Those problems are not going to be known, especially uh, because we're in pretty much in the beginning phases of getting more things to produce aerosols. Like lasers didn't exist, uh, more high-powered uh, high speeds and more powerful ultrasonics. So we're getting increased exposure to a bunch of other things it's not going to be the smartest move to go ahead and find out, okay, well, how is this gonna go ahead and affect me in a couple of years where it could be completely mitigated? Our device isn't meant to go ahead and even replace every single device that's out there. What it's supposed to do is it's supposed to be a complementary product because it's the right tool for the right job. This is definitely the right tool for a dentist when they're gonna be using it on the interior, especially like if you're doing a crown prep or anterior restorations, extractions, things like that, where a bite block isn't necessary. And a bite block might not be necessary specifically when the patient has TMJ problems, or maybe they don't even have the uh, uh, teeth on that side where a bite block is gonna be needing to be supported. So it's really important to have the right tool for the right job. For hygiene, this is the right tool for the right job 90% of the time, 99% of the time. For uh, dental procedures, it really depends on what you're doing. For endodontics, for example, it's the right tool for the right job if you're using rubber dam 100% of the time because you can implement it at, on any practitioner who uses a rubber dam. Yeah. I also want to touch real quick on the whole cheapskate part, right? So not, not to really lean in on Dr. V, but he's he's telling you the flat out truth there. That was another thing that, that was uh, an uphill battle while we were developing this. He needed to make sure that this was going to be cost efficient. And um, like we mentioned before, you know, at 33 cents a use, if we just do real quick math, if you're doing, let's say the practice is seeing 15 patients a day, uh, 20 days a week that you're, I mean, sorry, 20 days a month that you're working, that's 300 patients, right? So if you have something that costs you, let's just call it, uh, you know, a dollar a piece, that's $300 a month that you're starting to, to incur, where with an aerosol cyst, you're at you know, $100 a month, assuming that it only costs you about 30 uh, cents uh, per use. So that that cost starts to add up over time. And that's something that, that even a cheapskate dentist can can kind of look at and say, wow, okay, this is, this is a practical solution that's not going to cost me a lot of money. Not to mention, imagine one of his dental assistants actually gets sick or his uh, dental hygienist actually gets sick because of some kind of respiratory infection. The amount of loss of revenue is massive at that point, right? Not to mention the the lack.
liability that they open themselves up to because they don't have proper protections that are in place. So I, I think what, what needs to be pointed out here is that the dental hygienist and the dental assistant are very key to making a very to making a profitable practice run. Without the help of a dental assistant, without the help of a dental hygienist, it's very, very hard to run a profitable business as a dentist. If you guys aren't in good condition and you're not in good health and you're not protected properly and given the right tools to automate your job, the dentist is stacking the odds against them in running a well-oiled machine. So this, this tool was made to empower the dental assistant and the dental hygienist in a way that fits into their workflow without slowing them down. We notice that dental assistants and dental hygienists are very pragmatic and systematic at what they do. They have a certain cadence about what they do. If you interrupt that, you're messing with the profitability of the, of the practice itself. So it's, it's very, very critical to make sure that we make the dental assistant and the dental hygienist uh, use tools that do not slow down their, their workflow, that don't impede on what they do, and actually adds a level of productivity to what they do because that gets multiplied multiple times over. There's usually one, maybe two dentists per practice, but there's multiples of that, of dental hygienists and, and uh, assistants. And therefore, if we can make the team more efficient, then the practice is more efficient. So this isn't necessarily a dentist tool. It's a dental hygienist and a dental assistant tool, which in our eyes is, is far more important in, in making sure that your practice is running efficiently. Right. Time is money. <laughs> you know, it all go, it all comes back to, to making sense as far as being efficient. If you guys want to see what this product looks like, they can go to aerosolassist.com, right? That's got some great like visual aids. And I think you guys have videos up there too. Yeah. There, there's a, one of the tabs is info and testing. That's the tab that's going to go ahead and blow everyone's mind. When we go ahead, when we shot those videos from the vantage point that I was in, I couldn't tell a difference, but when we actually saw the videos, you're able to go ahead. Like we always heard in the videos were expletives because it's, <laughs> it's just completely mind blowing that under the right light condi lighting conditions, you're able to see how many aerosols are being generated in typical dental procedure. It's crazy. Like I, I would always start to feel that I'm getting sick. I used to work six days a week. I would start to get sick on Friday, like getting an itchy throat, uh, starting to go ahead and cough. And I would never put two and two together. I did this for 10 years. I never put two and two together that it was from the aerosols. That's when I started asking my friend Warner, who was a biomedical engineer, to help me devise a way to you know, mitigate those exposures. And that's why we started to go ahead and create this. It's brilliant. And you know, if you guys wonder about aerosols, I, I liked how you touched on the smell of the like electrosurge or laser. You know, when you did your N95 fit test, they, that's how you find out that some aerosols do smell, some don't, but that's how they find out if you have the proper fit on your N95. But I, I just, I think it's brilliant. I love what you guys are doing. Um, I think every dental assistant, especially if you work for a doctor, you guys who didn't implement some type of aerosoliz aerosolization catching protocol, this is the time to do it just for peace of mind, just like you were saying, you know, just for our own health, you know, it, there, there's nothing that's going to replace flossing, right? I don't care how many floss picks you get, how many water picks you get. There's nothing that is going to replace flossing. However, there's nothing that's going to replace, you know, doing what you can on the front end to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Oh, and I, 
I, I just, I, I love it. I think it's genius. And I, I just, I definitely think it's implementable for so many practices. Like I said, this should have been the way it was. Where were you guys a hundred years ago? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah, we've, we've gotten some pretty good reviews, especially from mobile dentistry as well, because it's such a small practical device. Mobile intelligent or not teledentistry, but mobile dentistry has been something that's been a, a good market for us as well. We have some hygienists that, that luckily support our product um, in that space. And, that, you know, it's something that's just very practical. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely encourage anybody to go over to our AerosolSys website, also YouTube or Instagram. We're on there as well. You can see a lot of the testing videos we did. We spent a lot of time making sure that the product works the way we want it to. And we have videos to prove it. We have comparison videos between just using a saliva ejector to using uh, the aerosol cyst side by side. And you see a drastic difference in the amount of aerosols produced and controlled. Uh, we've done, you know, what if saliva was red kind of thing, but we made it green. So we use the photosensitive non-toxic dye that we ran through a scaler. Uh, and the doctor did a mock cleaning to show how quickly splatter starts to accumulate on the on the patient's face, neck, hair, ears, nasal passage. Yeah, that was the one that uh, concerned me the most because <laughs> it's one thing to go ahead and you know see it on a video because of the fact that it's illuminated, so you could actually see how much of it. But it's another thing when it's clear, when it's clear and that stuff is going everywhere, you don't notice it because it, it's it's most of, most of the liquid is invisible to you. And when you, when you illuminate exactly how much of that is actually spreading, someone touches the side of their face and then all of a sudden they're spreading that around. It's not a good feeling to go ahead and know that, you know, like you're eat, you're touching someone's breakfast on a doorknob. <laughs> uh, so it, it's, it's definitely important to go ahead and see exactly how much of it. And mind you, like that mock cleaning that he's talking about, that was just from canine to canine on the top arch and the bottom arch. We did that pretty fast and you could tell that that person is completely drenched. Yeah, no, I, I, the videos speak louder than words, you guys like go over there, look at it, have a, a team meeting and bring it up, you know, Hey, you know, we know the current climate, how could we make our patients feel better? How could we feel better? Let's just make it economical. And like you said, common sense, <laughs> let's make it easy. And I loved how you did like your blind study, you know, like the fact that patients didn't even notice, like that yeah. is a huge selling point because people don't like change. That's just what it is. Like you go get your hairstyle and they've got a new, um, esthetician cutting your hair and you're like, what I, you know, they do it with us too. Like if I get a new hygienist or even a sub, like the, the patients don't like change. So if you can make it gradual and easy and, and non flamboyant, I think that makes it even better. And then you could, like I said, use it for marketing thing and Hey, you know, we, we care about the safety of our employees, our dentists and our patients. You know, that's a, that's a good point. Um, and, and also if, if they're hesitant to, you know, purchase the product, we, we do offer a single unit discounted on our website so that you can actually go ahead and, and purchase one unit, test it out, see if you like it. Uh, and if you do like it, then feel free to purchase an entire kit. We have a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you purchase it directly via us, uh, no questions asked, we'll replace it. Even if you just don't like the color, it is what it is, right? Um, and then beyond that, we have a six month guarantee where if anything goes wrong with the product within six months, just take a picture of it, proof of purchase, we'll ship you out a new replacement part as well. So we try to take as much as the risk and fear of purchasing a product from a, uh, a, a newer company out of the equation as much as possible. So we want everybody to feel comfortable purchasing our product. If you don't like it for any reason, 
no problem. We'll replace it at no cost. We're not here to be a money grab. We really want to be here to, to offer a very useful, productive product that's a solution to a long-term problem without people feeling like they're going to be wasting their money on another, you know, uh, another me too product that's taking advantage of the climate. <laughs> like those wraps that you burrito wrap a patient in that's plastic. <laughs> <laughs> the papoose. <laughs> well, you know, I, I love this. And here's the deal, guys. If you're going to do the work on the front end and you're going to try and make your office more efficient, safer, and, you know, you're, you're just looking at the big picture, things don't work when they're in the drawers. You have got to implement systems and protocols. It makes your life easier. It makes growing pains as far as adapting to new things easier. Just being open-minded, I think is the first step. That's why I really like, you know, the idea of getting the, the trial, you know, buy or play with it before you buy it kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the, the other thing is that again, it's not supposed to go ahead and replace any other products. Like it could completely be used in conjunction, even with the elephants. Let's say somebody's coming in, they're very sick. Do you really want to go ahead and just have one line of defense? Or are you just going to go ahead and use the elephant, for example, and not wear a mask? No, you're going to go ahead and wear the mask. You're going to wear your gloves, use all the tools available for you. And that's just going to be another line of defense to make sure that uh, you're going to be safe. And, and that's in case somebody tells you, look, I'm sick, but I have you know bad pain in my tooth. Can you guys look at it? Now you know that you can do as much as possible because it can be used in conjunction with a lot of different systems. And again, it's the right tool for the right job. This is the right tool for the right job for a lot of different procedures. So it's supposed to be a tool that complements, even if it is something that is going to be added to a different armamentarium of what you currently use, it's not supposed to be a one one tool does everything because there's no such thing as that. That's why there's a lot of different kinds of forceps. There's a lot of different kinds of high speed. Some are angled because it's going to be specific to what you're doing. So this is an excellent adjunct to whatever it is that you already have in your own personal offices to make sure you have a way to take care of every single patient in every single scenario. This fills in the gaps where some of the other products is not necessarily a good choice for, again, somebody who has TMJ problems or somebody that has only implants and can't necessarily bite on a bite block or you don't need a, anything that isolates or you want just the maximum amount of aerosol reduction and you're going to be using a saliva ejector, you can now upgrade your saliva ejector to include high performance aerosol reduction. Yeah, that's one good point. I don't think we mentioned it's one size fits all. So we've, we've tested this on patients as young as six years old, all the way up to geriatrics that have no teeth. Also, you know, not to put my mom out there, but she's probably one of the more problematic patients that you can imagine. No, no, she's the worst patient. You can imagine. <laughs> she, she, like, literally, you look at her and she starts gagging. Yeah. So, like, like when when we knew that this device was going to be great is when we were able to go ahead and use it on somebody that, like, and nothing happened. You know, like, it, it, it the procedure went actually really well. Like, uh, she became up from a patient that you're like, ah, oh, I have to work on her again to, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and work on her. I, I won't tell her that. But yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no, that makes sense. You know, especially because, you know, we're understanding the oral systemic connection and like how many patients that require dental care that are mouth breathers. And the minute you put excess material more than you need in there, you know, and I know what we're talking about as far as these isolation blocks and these units that we've had, you know, that's all we had at the time. Um, mm -hmm. 
that that you're taking up that their airway hole you know that they're you know and it, it's that anxiety like i think this is just one more tool in the toolbox like you said your your armamentarium and um you know making it easier for the patients to say yes to treatment because they're like hey you know you have less stuff in my mouth than last time i'm i'm okay with this <laughs> yeah and and the other thing is it also makes the most used tool in dentistry which is a saliva injector it actually makes it functional because when you use a saliva injector, you have to obviously bend it to, you know, hook onto the cheek. And then you have to bend it again so that it can be in the right position to remove the enteral fluid. And that's one of the problems where you're fidgeting around to find out, okay, well, how is it going to work on this patient? And obviously, you most what happens to a lot of times, the patient grabs the saliva injector, pulls it out of their mouth because it's you put it in the wrong position and because it's digging into their tonsils or you know, you didn't put it deep enough and now it's not doing anything and now the patient's drowning. What the aerosolysis is able to do is it's able to go ahead and make it so that it positions it on a consistent basis in the proper position. It also adds a little bit amount of weight, which at first sounds like it's a bad thing, but it's actually a great thing because it's going to go ahead and make it so that it doesn't start moving around, which, you know, like a lot of patients, like if they start moving it around and then all of a sudden it's on the floor, that's more time wasted. That's more material wasted. That's unlikely to go ahead and happen with the aerosol assist because one of the things that was well there's a couple of things that actually happened that we necessarily didn't plan for but we're going to completely take credit for is one thing is a lot of the patients their gag reflexes actually decreased like crazy and that's because of the fact that when the saliva ejector is used in conjunction with the aerosol assist the aerosol assist makes it so that it doesn't touch the patient so the saliva injector is now floating and then randomly because you know the patient's moving their lips around uh you'd see that the saliva injector starts touching for example parts of the mouth that you'd expect them to go ahead and start gagging but all the gagging that i've seen on patients it's completely uh it, it, it's it's to the point where it's just they think they're gonna go ahead and start gagging again sometimes just by sight when they don't actually notice that it's actually touching the back of their throat, it's going to not cause any gag reflexes. And I, I always thought that was a, a little interesting because that's not something we were trying to go ahead and necessarily uh, stop um, because again, the goal is that it's hovering over the patient's uh, anatomy, but because of the fact that it's able to now gently start resting the patient, it, you actually start to get the patient accustomed to having something there where before just the thought of having something there was enough to go ahead and make them gag. So that was a pleasant surprise as well that, you know, that gag reflex was completely being retrained by using the aerosol assist. That, that is really cool. That, you guys seriously go check it out. Thank you gentlemen so much for coming on the show today and telling us a little bit more about your product. Cause I'm super excited. I hope, I hope at least one dental assistant out there who's, you know, open-minded and, and ready to, to see the problem and address the root cause, you know, cause that's the whole plan, right? Within dentistry is like, let's address the root cause. You know, it's not just about brushing and flossing. Like there's more to this. And, and I love the fact that common sense is starting to kick into society because of people like you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you.